passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm right here, boss, man. I got this, yeah. Now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Angle Pick Pod. Angle Pickers, welcome back to another episode of the Angle Pick Pod brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Episode 65 of the Angle Pick Pod. We got a full cast of characters all four in attendance which is really Top like left. 90 it's really like yeah 90. no no I, we eclipsed 100 i, I want to say like three or four weeks ago uh, according to the episode counter on my on my podcast app i noticed after the fact but at like 102 i was like oh i should have said something if we had a good producer speaking of top left pjj himself parker Oh, ha, baby. Bottom left, DK at Dank Wagers. Always a bottom. Always about Power the Dank bottom. Wagers. And bottom right, last and least, whatever burner account we're talking about this week. I'm back. We recapped 268 along with set the spread for UFC Vegas Fight Night 42. Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez. So let's jump right in. News and notes. First on the docket, Masvidal coming down with an injury off of the 269 card and his fight versus Leon Edwards looks to be no longer. Yeah. a shame. I hope that spot gets filled. I mean, there's a lot of talks of, I mean, all the way from Hamza to Nick Diaz to Gilbert Burns to, obviously there's a lot more realistic of con- of contenders for that spot in Gilbert and than the Nick and Hamza. But I'm just, I'm hoping Leon gets a fight. It feels like, it's always not his fault and it's always something to do with his fights and it's always getting canceled. Even if it's the Bilal one where the fight starts and then halfway through it's an eye poke and it's off. Leon is the least active fighter that has ever existed and he needs to fight. In all honesty, he's he's good enough to contend and he's one of the only guys that hasn't faced Kamaru yet. I mean, he faced him a long time ago, but. The exact thought is Hamzat. I I don't think there's a better replacement for that, but I don't think it's going to happen. The other conspiracy theory kind of thing is like that Colby loss from last week kind of clears up the Colby Masvidal finally. That's a little bit bigger of a money fight. Definitely going to be a headline, not so much this obviously main card, but maybe maybe Masvidal is pulling out and not so much injured, but <laughs> conspiracy. Leon was pretty quick to Twitter to say, like, I need to reset and family time and he's ready for a title shot. I'm calling out Usman, like just more to the more flame to the fire of Leon just not being active. A little weird. Yeah. I mean, how much more can we? I mean, it would be one of the more I mean, not like Michael Chandler bad, but it would be a pretty least deserving title shot, in my opinion. You're just too inactive. I'd rather see Luke get it. Yeah. Lucas wins in a row. I know. Next piece of news and notes. We set the spread for it, but Kyle Dawkins and Roman Delite is off this week's card. Um, and Kyle Dawkins already has another opponent. Let's just transition to that. We have Kyle Dawkins versus Julian Marquez on February 19th. Wait, Kyle Dawkins versus Julian Marquez now? Yep. Mm, okay. Yeah, but I don't like three that matchup away. as much, but it'll be fine. 
I mean, Dawkins should just roll through it. It'll probably be a higher line than Delete, say, probably in the 300s. We'll just call it an afternoon. Another fight off the books. Trevin Jones is out due to injury versus Howney Barcelos a month from now. And we're looking to hopefully get Howney a replacement. We'll see. Man, that's it's getting out of control. Well, who else is scratched? There's more fight news. More fight news. Yeah, we have another scratch for next weekend. But this one kind of comes with some positive note on the side. Cheyenne Buys has COVID. She's out of her fight versus Luma mm. Luke Boon, Boonme. Oh, you know and what? Oh, you're about to say who subs in? I'm about to say who subs in. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Lupi Godinez is back. But three fights for her in two months. And that actually yeah. is a record. She beats Hamzat. Badass. That's badass as fuck. She won't touch yeah. Hamzat's strikes received, but I mean that's already yeah that's impossible. Probably the most un- uh, one of the most unbeatable records, honestly. More fight announcements all the way up and down. We'll, we'll just rattle through them in order here, hopefully. Uh, Miranda Maverick versus Aaron Blanchfield, December eleventh. Mm-hmm. Good matchup. We love seeing Miranda just stay active, stay active, climb that ladder. Let's get some contention at the top of these women's divisions. We have an injury to Drakus Duplessis. So he's out of his fight versus Andre Mooney's, but Andre Mooney's already got a replacement. Eric Anders versus Andre Mooney's, also 12-11. Okay. I mean, I I, I favor Andre Mooney's there. Man, these are kind of lackluster fight announcements. I'm not going to lie. This is like – We're gearing up. There's some good ones I saw that Well, I almost feel like we're – so far, we're at a net negative. We've lost better fights than we're gaining so far. There are some some pretty good fights that I think got announced this week. Let us know, Cobham. Reese, I I don't make the news. I just report it. No, I understand. I'm not going to kill the messenger here. Amanda Lemos versus Angela Hill the following week, December 18th. That'll be the last – And that was another – fun. Well, that was another sub. Angela Hill subbing for somebody on that one. Either way, that's, that's that down, but it's a lot of violence. Those those they won't shy away from each other at all. Uh, also, twelve eighteen, the last fight night card of the year. That's the one headlined by what the bigger Dacus and Derek Lewis, I believe. Um, Carlos Diego Fajera and Matus Gamrod. That's a fight. That's I mean that's that's a fucking fight and a half. Yeah, it sucks that. That keeps feeding CDF these killers, but what what a test for Matus! I mean, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, and it sucks too because Farah doesn't get the respect he deserves because he hasn't fought that actively and he's kind of like on the wrong side of thirty five. But he, I love him, dude. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a gamer. The same night, same last card of twenty twenty one. We have another guy, another fight that we've mentioned both names already in the pod, Bilal Muhammad and Steven Thompson. Fuck wow. yeah. Yeah. This, that fight right there is really going to prove if Steven Thompson, like that's a, I think Bilal, I mean, we, we've seen Bilal, he's a, he's a talented fighter, but like Steven Thompson should handle that one pretty easily. If he doesn't, you got to start wondering where the 40 the year old goes from here. Three more fight announcements, all for the pay-per-view card, February 12th. We have Ronnie Lawrence and Mana Martinez. Fun. Yeah. We have Orion Kosi. Orion Kosi versus Mike Mather. Mathath. Wow, my English is getting fumbled. Are we still even mentioning the names Kosi on this podcast? How much money do they have to lose us before we stop mentioning them? Danny's I mean, like a Kosi bull. Yeah, we can like, start, we can start fading them. Yeah, but he's gotten murked. At this point, I and think then, you just have to ride round one finish. And then or yeah, round yeah, round one finish for the And gas then Carlos Olberg and Fabio Sharan. That's awesome. I'm happy to see we're seeing Carlos Olberg again. Yeah, um, but against Fabio Sharon, I mean, it should be a – I mean, that's one that, – that's another first-round knockout type thing, in my opinion. Olberg looked great yeah. until he – Until he got slept. Yeah, he looked great until he didn't. That's what we got for news and notes. We're kind of hitting a little bit of a dry spot with fight announcements because there is kind of this looming month off between December 18th and whatever the first event of January is. 
Is it really a whole month? Yeah, almost a month. I wonder what I hope. Hopefully, uh, some of the other promotions step up during that lull so I can keep off the shakes. And I think we'll get a submission underground in there too, if I remember last year. And now um, Parker will be interested. That's a transition, straight. Kobe. That's a transition. Speaking about Parker being interested in submission underground, PJJ corner. What'd you learn this week? Brought to you by Malort. Yeah. A personal sponsor. Uh, Low calorie. Parker rolls jujitsu and takes a shot to recover. Uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, I've actually had a few sessions. Uh, learned rear, ne- rear naked choke. How to, nice. how to take from the back. Nice. Um, and uh, a lot of the, uh, defenses in terms of mounts, kind of like how, how to get out, out of some stuff. So uh, terminology is going to come. I know that's a little bit harder for me just to put the moves with, with the terms, but uh, we're getting somewhere. That's what I like to hear. Fuck Even yeah. just hearing you talk dirty like this is getting me. I'm starting to swell up. Next week, I'm learning about the Kimura, and I'm excited to, uh, to try that on you on Thanksgiving. I love the Kimura. Remember, step over the head. Islam taught us that. And then I'm going to guillotine your ass one day. We'll get there. Not worried about that. I'll slip the chin, baby. Don't make him ankle pick you, Reese. Him ankle pick me? Don't make him ankle pick you. Not worried about it. Is that it for PJJ Corner? A little rear naked choke action and uh, next week's the Kimura? Yep. All right. I think while we're here, we still got to throw a little love to the uh, sponsor of the new segment, PJJ Malort. And one of us has to pay a Malort bet does not have the Malort bottle in his hands. Yep. The other one is going to do it for him. So who wants to clarify what's going on here? Uh, Reese is, uh, I don't know if it's PG or not, but Reese is a pussy. No, I literally did it. And I'm going to do it next week. I just don't have the bottle on me right and now. And I've never actually had Malort. I, uh, Shocker. On the podcast, I'm also going to take it on Reese's behalf. So uh, bottoms up. All right. <laughs> it, it's known as, as a two-fisted drink. For two-fisted drinkers, right? Kind of like Nasruddin Imabov had, had had both of Edmund's fists pinned down in, in, in that crucifix before he got that finish via elbows. For all you uh, viewers, took a little bit of a bigger than a shot here, but uh, honestly, pretty good. Got to say. Lord, thank you Went for the bottle. Nice and easy. Thank you for the bottle, the gear, the swag. We love it. We're going to have our crew uh, swagged out in a couple of weeks. Gotta love it. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Nasruddin Yubov. Research. Can I ask you, are you gonna be um backing Edmund Shabazian in the near future? Or, or are you kind of I mean if he doesn't get his pink slip, yeah. Bad three in a row, three fights getting in a row, but I'm looking for a camp He's change. Still ranked. He went he only went down to 15. He's not getting cut. As long as team alpha male isn't his new camp choice, I'll be a backer. And by the way, Parker, hats off to you. That was a lot more than a shot. I mean, that was a couple. That was a swig. I, I would officially call that a swig. That was a uh, good. And you look to enjoy it. Look at that. Look at that. So right. Jepson's Malort. It's one of a kind, and it's Jepson's Malort PJJ Corner. Chicago-based company. Chicago-based guys. There you go. Two-fisted drinkers. Two-fisted betters. Boom. That that's actually a great. slogan right there all right so can we get into this week's card now i'm I'm itching two fists full of cash is the last thing kobe edit that to make it sound like fluid (laughs) no leave all all right okay (laughs) um uc fight night holloway versus rodriguez it is the cursed early ones again it's fucking stupid so this is this saturday the 13th at at noon easter or noon central i'm not kidding one Eastern, this fight card starts. So once again, you'll be done watching fights by 5 p.m. They've, they've been giving us too many of these. but So I guess just make sure you're up. You'll, you'll be double screening college football and this, but it is what it is. I don't know how much longer till we can get those Fox Sports 1 days where they didn't end till 1 o'clock. Those were the days the nights were spoken for. But all in all, for like a random fight night card, pretty good top to bottom. And we're actually starting off with a decent one here. So it's Kennedy Chokwi. I think that's what we just finally decided that last name is against Da Un Jung. And the line there is Chukwi minus 103, Jung minus 117. And speaking of Ch- Chukwi, we were just talking about him in 
because are we weren't talking about that him, Olberg. He, was one, he was one who defeated Olberg, correct? Mm-hmm. So he hung in there, and he's the thing with him for me, Dan, is his striking is so slow. I mean, he's got a good chin, and he, and it, but his movement is slow. His head stays on the center line, and his striking is slow. So if you're someone like Olberg who doesn't gas, you just tee off on him for two and a half rounds. It just was the gas out issue for Olberg's first MMA fight. Yeah, definitely. And he just stopped moving his feet. And and you said it right there too. Not only is he slow, he starts like like he's made of molasses. He always seems to put himself in just bad situations and have to like power out of them and, and just like really turn pull these victories out of his ass. Dawn Jong, I think, is probably the more technical striker, like you said. Kennedy just does not have the quickness. Um, and then also in Dawn Jong's last fight against William Knight, another guy with just a lot of power. He landed eight takedowns, and I think he yeah. had upwards of like 10 minutes of, of control time, um, completely smothered him. I think that if this fight, if we do see any grappling, it, it'll be Dami Jung who initiates it and probably comes out on top. Um, I, full disclosure, I, I really like Dami Jung here, and I'm worried because he's a very popular pick um, mm. amongst MMA betters and fans. I, I, I think that a lot of people are really high on him and the line hasn't really moved a ton, which tells me that there's yeah. gotta be some kind of sharp action on Kennedy. Just a better I don't see it. I don't see it, but th- it scared me a little bit. And you know, I'm going to be at most playing this with a slight unit, but not, this is not a hammer at all for me. So I'll tell you where you see it. You see it because if this doesn't hit the mat, I mean, you got a guy who uh, took Sam Alvey to a draw. And that only happened because he got 10-8 in one round and then lost or won the last two on points. Like Sam Alvey, we've talked about millions of times. He shouldn't be here. So Mm -hmm. if he's going the distance with Sam Alvey in a draw, he's barely finishing uh, Kadis Ibrahimov. Remember, he's the guy who's 0-5 with all knockouts. It just makes me wonder if he's going to be able to finish Chukwi and – score the two out of three rounds it doesn't hit the mat you know i can see the fear but i agree with you jung's clearly the lean in my opinion yep and it's not a bad spot if if you're really confident uh listener it's i think it's at 115 right now so yep so moving up the car we got a mark to casey versus rafael alves and that's an that's another fight that's underratedly exciting to casey's a guy who's relatively inactive but when he does fight literally an electric factory he's minus 185 here alves plus 160 and that line to me from from the taping i got seems to be right around where i had it i didn't check the line did my taping went back i had mindset at 175 in favor of the casey so kind of where i saw it don't personally have a spot here yeah i, I don't either the casey obviously a well-rounded fighter good, good distance striker what frustrates me a little bit about him is he's great at winning those rounds. He's not so much going to finish the fight or, or he doesn't even really look to, um, but he, I mean, a lot of elite, elite fighters, they just have to win those 15 minutes. You don't have to finish anyone. Elvis yeah. starts really fast. He packs a lot of power. I could see him. Uh, and, and he's good jujitsu, especially when they're dry. I could see him getting a finish in the first round. Besides that, I think that Casey, I think he takes two. the, I think it's either 29, 28 or, or, or it's a first round finish. And I know we're not quite at Parker's props yet, but to Casey by decision, shockingly, is, is good. I mean, he's fast as all fuck. I mean, he's lightning fast, but he's unbelievable range management and distance striker, and he doesn't, he doesn't have lights out power. And I think his last five or six fights have all gone to decision in the UFC. So if you do like to Casey leaning that decision to get a little extra and, and the cardio and output is there. So yeah. Elvis could go out there and, and drop him in the first, 30 seconds like he did against Demir's Magulov and all this could win that first round. I might be live betting Mark guy Casey, but like you said, I got, I don't really think that there's value at the 180 price right now. Exactly my point. All right, here. Oh, now here we go. Here we go. Liana Jojua versus Courtney Casey. And I'm only saying, here we go. Here we go. Cause I know we brought up Jojua quite a few times and it's usually women's dogger pass is the rule here. Courtney Casey is minus 240. Jojua plus 200. And we're talking, and we're talking about a uh, nine and nine Courtney Casey. Lines- Courtney Casey had a ton of hype 
like a year ago, two years ago, what was it? Um, before that Cynthia Calbia loss or no, she really, I guess it was before that. But it was before that she, man, it's been a long time since she had a lot of hype, but it was coming yeah. into. Yeah. A, a, a while ago. I mean, she's, I mean, talk about a girl who's fought the who's who of women's mixed martial arts. I mean, you're talking about Jojo Calderwood, Claudia Gedalia, M- Michelle Watterson, Felice Herrig, Cynthia Calvillo, like JJ Aldridge her last time out split decision. I get the line, but it's just like for someone who's had so little success to face uh, a youngster like Jojua, it's shocking, in my opinion, that it's so high. I agree completely. And I think yeah. that I'm going to end up playing Jojua. Jojua's made a, made the podcast, I think, a decent amount of money in the past. She's a great grappler in her own right. I right. don't think that – obviously, I, I'm going to give the jujitsu edge to Courtney Casey, but – she really struggles to kind of prevent takedowns and has spent a lot of time on her back losing rounds. And the other thing that makes me love this play and this number for Jojua is um, Liana Spence has spent a couple a couple fights at Bantamweight. So she's going to have a decent side advantage here as well and strength advantage if she so chooses to wrestle uh, Courtney and just win a couple of rounds. And she didn't look bad striking against Miranda Maverick in all honesty for while she lasted until she got that cut. So I like Liana a lot here. Yeah. And it follows the science, which is always where we're, we're scientific believers here at the angle pick headquarters next fight up. And this is something that, and we talked about Dan on set the spread as a potential parlay ad Sean Woodson versus Colin Anglin. Sean Woodson's lines a little steep. It's three twenty five. Colin Anglin, two sixty five on the other side. But I think it's a pretty good opportunity, at least if it hits the scorecards. I obviously lean Woods in there. Very, very rangy. Probably one of the longer guys at 45, if not the longest. And England's just a guy who, from what I've seen from him in the UFC, and granted it's it's only the one fight, leaves a, a lot to be desired. I mean, I remember during the Bakhtasarian fight calling for the ref to stop it because England was too tough for his own good. Ended up just getting put out but Sean Woodson might not put him out but I just think the technical striking and the range management is going to be too much for Colin to handle and I think the 330 in in a parlay or or honestly Woodson by decision both wouldn't be that terrible of a play yeah you're all over England really really struggled to close the distance and was just kind of getting picked apart every time he tried to shoot for a takedown in that Melsic fight and he got clipped obviously and and there's another one where he's just going to struggle to close this. And you mentioned the seven inch reach advantage for, for Woodson. I think this is a great parlay piece. And I'll also like your decision. This is right. And Woodson, we're on the same side here. No, nah, yeah, but Woodson's unanimous decision with Kyle Bokniak. He just beat Yusuf Zalal, which I, I know Zalal hasn't had the best results as of recent, but someone who at least from striking and, and a speed aspect, I'm a big fan of. And then. And he said he didn't love his performance in that Zalal fight. And it's always good to right. see fighters win fights even on their not best day which is crazy to think about and then he also beat someone who's gaining popularity in terrence mckinney with a flash flying knee i mean he's he's more story-based than skill-based but it's still cool to see all right someone we just mentioned cynthia calvillo is fighting andrea lee uh on on the prelims and that's an underrated women's fight as well i expect the line to be close there and it is cynthia calvillo minus 137 andrea lee on the other side plus 117 Dan, is it dog or pass? I think it has to be. And, and it's it's weird because both these women have been so disappointing recently. Just a lot of potential on both sides. And you don't see the results always. And it's hard because I've been on the wrong end of a couple of KGB decisions that I thought were robberies, if not just really, really close. But uh, I also see just an easy path to victory for, for Calvillo if she decides to wrestle she is the better wrestler and, and she should be able to win rounds against kgb i i, I foresee this one being a, a brutal decision either way it goes i i, I just know that i'm going to be frustrated so i'm going to lay off of it it's just not enough juice for me to even apply the signs and i don't and i'm going to take it almost as just like an from a fan's perspective because i agree you're not getting a good value on either side the line seems to be relatively fair and Maybe the over, like 
if it's not minus 500, you know, it, it's just mm-hmm. both these girls have left a lot to be desired recently. And I know at least in KGB Lee's, I mean, and Cynthia Calvillo, now that we're on the topic, both had a lot of hype going into their UFC careers. Calvillo actually got compared to being the next Ronda Rousey out of Dana White's mouth, which obviously has left a ton on the table. Blame team alpha male or not up to you. I blame team alpha male. Okay, Parker, unmute yourself because it, 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 it's, it's time to sound the horns. Ankle lock of the week. <laughs> the delay made it even better. Ankle lock of the week, Tiago Moises versus Yoel Alvarez. And this one is, I went on it and I went into it on set the spread, but I'll run it back again. Right now, Tiago Moises is minus 250. Joel Alvarez is plus 210. But, oh my God, Dan, I just saw this opened at 130 for Moises. Um, that's ridiculous. I mean, if I saw that one, that's a hammer away. But even at 250, it's still not enough. And I honestly played all the way up to 300. Look, Yoel Alvarez, the long and the short of it is, he's going to be looking to get the submission. That's just the name of his game. He's all about the jits. And unfortunately for him, on the other side, Moises, 26-year-old who, in my opinion, is as is up there as as well-rounded as they come. His striking is powerful. It looked really good. He's faced the who he's faced Islam Makachev his last time out. And went four rounds. And went four rounds and 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 showed a good effort too. And you're looking at a guy who's got a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, obviously. And so it Joel Alvarez's game plan is going to be really, really, really tough to execute if that I think it's going to be a finish personally, but I'm more than happy just to lay the 250 not try to get cute with it. It it should be free, free cheddar. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. One thing that I think is the biggest red flag for Joel Alvarez is how willing he is to pull guard, especially like you said, against a guy who is as sound in the jujitsu as Tiago Moises. It's just a bad strategy in this matchup. It just doesn't make, not going to make for a winning strategy. Right. And the other thing, too, is you have to look at his UFC career. I mean, he was one of those guys who kind of got signed quickly, fought Demiris Magulov, lost, didn't show. And, and obviously, he's Magulov phenomenally, but he didn't show a single second where he looked like he belonged. After that, he pulled up a win against Bilardo, who was making his UFC debut and self-admittedly is a scrub. Beat Joe Duffy, who his only thing ever is that he has a tap over McGregor. Other than that, I mean, he's... I mean, on the wrong side of 40. So, you know, I, I think Yakovlev, all three of those wins Yakovlev are too. None, none of them are in the UFC anymore. Yeah. And just an arm bar too. Like Moises will not get caught. He will not get caught. And two out of his three wins in the cage are, are via submission. I, I four out of his last five are submission. It's a, he's a guy that, yeah, no, go even farther back. <laughs> all, all of his fights are submissions. It is. Since 2017, every win's been a submission. He's not catching Moises. He's he's a black belt, and he's got great jiu-jitsu defense. And if it stays standing, which he stuffed Islam, I think only once. But but we saw what it takes in that Islam fight to stop him. It takes him getting frustrated, right? And 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 really making a mistake. That's not something he's going to do in 15 minutes. It took Islam what uh, 19 to. Exactly. And even still it frustrated. Right. And it wasn't like he got like, just it's yes. I, other than Islam, he's actually never been subbed. So it's, I'm feeling good about this one. Also quick, interesting fact. He beat Michael Johnson via ankle lock. If that's not destiny, I don't know what is Kobe quick. What is the ankle lock record year to date? 26 and 11. I still feel like it's 27, but that's okay. 26 and 11, phenomenal record. And we're looking to extend it to 27 and 11, which. How many I'm, more cards do we have on the year? Five, six? Can we get that to like 30? This one plus four. So we can get it to oh, over no. 30. We can, well, if we, we can cl- go multiple ankle locks. Nah, if we clear, oh, if we clean the much. slate. Yeah, no, if we clean the slate, we go over 30. And I'm, I'm very much in the business of that. But yeah, so I just ran 
ran through the breakdown there, but in all honesty, this one's one of my more, if I could put like a star rating to the ankle lock, this is like my high. I mean, I know that is the ankle locks purpose, but this is like an ankle locked lock. I, I love this one. Oh, I'm yeah. a really big fan of it. Okay. And wow. 11, 11 card or 11 fight card this week. I just caught because we're already at the main card, believe it or not. And we're starting off the main card with team alpha male song. Dong versus Julio Arce. And this is, I'm a big Arce guy. The line here is song. Dong minus dong minus one thirty seven Arce plus one thirteen. I lean Arce Dan leaves song. Dong started off. Yeah, I, I just think that Song is he's a phenomenal technical striker, great boxing. He's just super quick hands, and that's the key for me. I think he's just going to be a lot quicker on the feet than Julio Arce. Both guys tend to get hit a lot, which is the kind of biggest drawback that I, I have about Song Yudong. He really – I mean, he, he gets himself into close fights. You look at that Cheeto fight. A lot of people think Cheeto won that fight. Um, I kind of think Cheeto won that fight too, but regardless, if, if – Song was just a little bit better defensively. That wouldn't even be a problem. Arce looks great down at bantamweight. The problem is he's, he likes to trade. I think he's going to make this a boxing match, which is just going to benefit Song. And I think that the speed advantage for Song is just going to be too much. I, I do think it's going to be a close fight. I don't think I'm going to play Song. I, I, I think that Arce is going to take a round, and uh, it's going to be one that betters are going to be sweating in the decision, regardless of which side you're on. But I think that song is going to make the right reads and land bigger each round and, and take two of them. What you honestly could do is live bet whoever loses the first round. That might not be a terrible play either. And the now I got to ask you a question, and this is not it's relevant, but who's faster, Song Yudong or Hakeem Dawadu? I mean. Top of my head, I think Song. I think Song's really, really fast. Man. I was going to say, Dawdu's fast as fuck, and Arce didn't look out of place there. He had his moments. He looked good in the exchanges. He beat Andre Uel, who's very ranging and a phenomenal stand-up, and he beat Dan Ige in, in Fight of the Night. It was it was a ridiculous yeah, I just, fight. I just, I just think that speed, that change from featherweight to bantamweight is obviously uh, is going to have a little bit of a strength advantage, but the speed at bantamweight is just different. These guys are so quick with their hands. But, but when you think of big bantamweights, you think of Kyler Phillips, a guy who did best song you don. I mean, yeah, his wrestling's a little bit better, but the size, I mean, Cheeto Vera's a big bantamweight, honestly, like just length and size. I, I think matchup wise, and it, it also, if I know you, you mentioned that RC loves to stand and bang. But if he stays on the outside and actually works his range a little bit, that could really benefit him too. If it does hit the judges' card, I that one's that one's tight. I don't mind you picking Song Yudong there, but I think I I wish I wish the RC line was a little bit higher. I was hoping for like one plus one fifty, plus one sixty. That would make me feel like a real value pick. One seventeen. That's kind of yeah. I might come around yeah. then. Uh, yeah. Song, like I said, he's a guy that is very hittable and doesn't do a lot about it. And so Song's also a guy that's five years away from being the best version of himself, which is crazy to think about. But he's 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 literally five to seven years away from being the best version of himself and really hitting his physical peak and his mental peak in the game. So Where do you think Team Alpha Male is a gym in five to seven years? No, like I I hope Song Yudong. Ready? Best case scenario. I ride Julio Arce. Arce's on the wrong side. He's 32. Ride Julio Arce. He wins, but not like viciously, just wins via experience. Song goes, what the fuck? I could have won that fight. Ditches, ditches Team Alpha Male. Gets a real career somewhere else. ATT maybe. Hot take. Fortis would be cool. Hot take. What if in five to seven years, Team Alpha Male is centered in like Hong Kong? That's not that hot of a take at all at the UFC PI there. Right. I just, there, yeah. It feel we, we were talking about it on the set, the spread. It feels like all the real contenders at alpha male are those transfers that come over from China For because sure. there's other Chinese fighters there. Yeah. And everyone, everyone else left having I mean, a brand in. name, a UFC brand name that like with, a, that's a real gym. And you're talking China, about that could all, be, you're talking about all the drama that happened from with TJ and Uriah. Cause TJ left for Cody to then leave because, I mean, he still says like, Oh, I'm part-time at team alpha, but he, he left. I mean, he wants mm-hmm. to be, and, and his game instantly turned around after that. It's, 
I don't know what's going on there, but it's just, it seems like they take good fighters and destroy them. Are we still doing Parker's props? Parker, do you have prop list ready? Yeah. Oh, don't give me that face. I thought the bear shit in the woods. Yeah, fuck yeah, they do. Go ahead. Uh, you dong inside the distance plus 435. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, that's actually a lot of value for, Some, for something's for, weird to me on this. Yeah. I, I was looking at it and like uh, there's a couple lines that have you dong TKO as less as less than inside the distance, which makes no sense. Like I no, see literally makes no sense. So I'm I'm riding it inside the distance plus 435. Honestly, 435 is a ton of value for a guy that has songs power. That's crazy. If you download enough books, you might be able to find some arbitrage. <laughs> that word gets me horny. Next fight, Miguel Baeza versus Chaos Williams. This one's going to be a 50K potential right here. Chaos Williams, plus 120. Miguel Baeza, minus 140. This one I'm, I'm really excited for. I like the Baeza side. It's hard uh, after losing his undefeated record to Ponzi in this last one. He's just got questionable defense. He likes to throw and he leaves himself open to be hit. Chaos has always been a guy that I've always thought seems to really rely on his power, rely on that big right hand until that Senselberger fight. Um, he looked great. He looked great for three rounds, and it, it he, he really put it on Senselberger. That, that surprised me. I don't know. I'm excited for this one. I think that we're going to see a good fight. I like the under, I think. I think that the mm. under two and a half was at around even money. Um, that's the most fun way to play it, I think, but I think it's the safest as well. Just both these guys could go down at any point. They both have lost power. I'll be on Miguel Baeza. I mean, I've talked about this report a million times and to not have the exact source down is tough, but there's rumblings in his camp that he's going to touch gold one day. They think he's just beyond well-rounded and he's someone who's not entirely like I mean, he's getting two fights in a year, two fights in a year since coming off the contender series. I'm excited to see the notes he took away from that Ponzinibbio loss. I mean, Ponzinibbio is a guy who can humble you in the striking. And I know that he came back and, and obviously ring Russ was, but he's someone who, when it comes to just straight kickboxing and, and stand up, he's someone who can humble you real quick. I think he took a lot away from that. And you're looking at a guy on the other side in Cass Williams, who, is so athletic and, and has raw power, but what he has in power, he lacks in fundamentals and he lacks in movement and he lacks in keeping his head off the center line and he lacks in sitting behind his jab. And it's all these things that he hasn't totally had to fix because he has so much raw power. And I look at him as a lot like a Joaquin Buckley too, just a guy who just is so fucking powerful. But you saw him have fits against a guy like Michelle Pereira. A guy who is has good footwork, a guy, and, and I mean he lacks discipline, obviously. But I don't know. I I really think Miguel Baez is going to have a coming out party this weekend, and I'm expecting 50k to one of these gentlemen, regardless. Parker, where are you at? Um, so I can't find it on five dimes. I wanted to do a Baez TKO, but since I found inside the distance and it's pretty close, I'm going to go Baez inside the distance plus two fifteen. Oh, 215. That also for Dan, that kind of combines both the under and my leaning towards Baeza. We need to keep track of these props this week because I have a good feeling about both the first two. Those sound like good value. We last right, week I was last week. money here. No, Plus I believe yeah. the whole reason why this segment came to be is because you ran away with it. How many units, Kobe? 0.7. You hit a uh, Cheeto That's inside great. the distance and Usman decision. That Cheeto inside the distance. What a face kick. All right. Now, this one's as good a guess as any. I mean, I might even just admit my – I didn't waste time taping this. I won't even lie. Exposed. Felicia Spencer at 145 against Leah Leston, a girl that we haven't seen since 2014 Ultimate Fighter. I don't even – Lord knows. And Felicia Spencer's minus 300. Leah Leston plus 250. I mean, talk about a spot where there is just no spot. We're talking about a fight where there is no spot unless – you're going by the science, but even still, like, do you really want to go by the science and women's featherweight? Like I, I, I am omitting, I'm done talking about this fight. It, the only spot is the science and it's because it's double science. 
obviously, you've got the woman's dog, but the new science is you fade Felicia Spencer. This is a division. This is a division that doesn't exist. There's three fighters, and they're all bad, except for obviously, except for Nunes. Any single person they pull off the street, obviously, like it's hard to throw your money on them. I mean, even clicking on their tapology page and looking at this girl's fucking picture, it's she doesn't look like a fighter. She doesn't look even look like an athlete. But we saw against Norma Dumont, Felicia Spencer is so far below the skill level of ranked fighters at any crazy. other weight. It it's is crazy. So crazy that these fighters. There's a division in a belt that exists and, and that Dana still is, is putting on fights at 145 for female. I'd and rather so, see 105 and have an animate division. That yeah, makes much more sense. Definitely. Much better athletes, much uh, deeper talent pool. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's just Double Dana being science. Dana. Yeah. Dana being Dana. But the other thing, too, is it feels like steep, steep, steep line on a girl that's 0-2 in her last two and a girl that... I mean, was it like a minus 500 favorite in that last one? She didn't win a second. She didn't even want to win a second. She looked it, terrible. She looks terrible. She's big, and that's it. it and that's what I was going to say. It feels like if you're someone on the fringe of 135 and you might lose your job, just pack on 10 pounds, don't cut, and be a 145er, and you're, yeah. you're safe. Like that's, yeah. And that's, that's what we're seeing here. It's, this is a fight that shouldn't be on the main card. I would rather see every single fight on the undercard including Cynthia it's on the Calvillo main card because Felicia's ranked because there's only three fighters. I know, but what about Cynthia Calvillo, Andre Lee? That's a better fight. If they want to put a women's fight in the main card, this well, is Felicia's just... top three in her division. <laughs> Technically she's, she's also last in her division. <laughs> um, Parker, your guess is as good as anyone. So let's try to get some value here. What are you thinking? I'm getting value here. Uh, let's send TKO plus 900. That's un- 145. I mean, if any, if any woman's division is going to get a knockout, it's going to be this one. There you go. All right, enough spent on that freaking eyesore of a fight. Co-main events. And these men, these men combined have enough weight to bring down the whole Titanic. Ben Rothwell. Cuts the Edmund to 265. Fitzgerald. The Edmund Fitzgerald. Now we're going into Lake Superior, maybe. Well, as... I think it was yesterday was the 46th anniversary of the Edmund Fitzgerald going down. So moment of silence for, for all of those lost in, in the cold, watery grave on that November storm. Tragic. Even crazier than that, Ben Rothwell's 46. Is that the cause? No, he's not. That was a, that was a joke. Ben Rothwell versus Rodrigo de Lima, <laughs> Marcos Rodrigo de Lima. And the line might have a spot. It's Rothwell minus 157. Marcos Rodrigo Rogerio plus 137. Yeah, I not only is that a spot, I think that's my favorite spot on the card. Wow. Uh, ben Rothwell is, is a veteran, and we talk about a lot that that's the currency when, when we're betting and, and, and capping these fights. It's fight time, it's experience. And, and Ben Rothwell, it seems like he's just aging like a fine wine and only seems like his chin is getting better. Uh, he only seems like a smarter fighter. And I really feel like all he has to do is avoid the chokes of Rahario. I don't think Rahario is going to be able to knock him out. Rahario's looked really unimpressive in his last couple of fights, and I think he's going to be really uncomfortable getting tagged up by the King of Kenosha. What about a potential, and, and this is a potential, but over? Or do you like the under? I, I feel like these are guys who, for heavyweights, are not that fast-paced slugfest. I feel like it's a little more tactical out of Rothwell. A little bit more clinch work out of Rothwell, like something that leads for it getting into those later rounds, especially if it's one and a half. I agree. I think the over is probably the better play. Uh, over one and a half to, is minus one sixty. I mean, it's it's always hard to sit there with your butt cheeks clenched on heavyweights, right, right, right. Just like any single one of these throws could just turn the lights out. But yeah, you're right. These guys are not quick moving heavyweights. They're not like fast twitch strikers like Volkov or Cyril Gahn or, or anyone. It, it's yeah. I, I don't, I mean, Rothwell took what 10 minutes to finish Chris Barnett and that guy we saw, I mean, he, he's all or nothing right away. Right. And it was only because Barnett literally couldn't stand anymore. He was so gassed. Yeah. Rothwell by decision is plus 300. I don't hate that either. 
Oh, did I spoil it? You spoiled it. Oh, my bad, Parker. I was just thinking like a sharp. What What do you, you, so you got Rothwell by decision? Yeah, I'm riding with that. Plus 300. Dude, I actually, hold on, hold on. We're, before we sign off today, we're, we're getting a parlay calculator on all of Parker's props because I've really liked everyone. Except maybe the Leia Letson because that fight shouldn't even be on the card. I actually fuck with all of Parker's props so far. We'll take that one off and I'll, I'll tell you what the number is. All right. And with that, we'll get into the main event. And it's a main event that the line will surprise you. If you didn't listen to set the spread, so you don't know the full line, this one will be a shocker to you. It's Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. Obviously, people know Max and love Max, but Yair is no slouch. It is Max Holloway minus 700. Yair Rodriguez plus 500 on the other side. And I think the worst part about it, Dan, the worst part by a lot a lot is I'm not on Yair plus 500. I'm just leave, staying away from this one. But when you're looking at Max Holloway minus 700 against a guy as, as dangerous as Yair. It's hard not to be on Yair. I know. It's hard. I mean, but a losing bet's a losing bet. So I, I know value, but it's like I just don't see how Yair beats him. I just also don't know how Max is minus 700. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you're – you're saying it right there. It's why Max is so high. It's just because no one can see themselves to to back Yair. It's just I don't know. It's it's tough. Yair is gonna need to hurt him quick. He's got those flashy strikes. Obviously, the last second knockout, the what the six twelve elbow against Korean Zombie sticks out. That front kick that he threw right away against Jeremy Stevens is. I mean. He can throw rolling thunders at any point. This is a guy that he's got absolutely every single kind of kick and every single kind of strike in his locker. I just think he kind of has to have get lucky, and that's it's a hard component to bet on. It's near impossible, but at plus 500, it's so hard not to take a stab. And we've seen Max get beat before. It's not like Max is Khabib and like – No, I, I agree, but if you're looking to – it's basically – but this is what I equivalent – equivalent similar to going to fight Habib and trying to beat him in wrestling. That's what Yair is about to try to do. He's about to go in to a top featherweight all time and beat him via strikes. That that's where it's, that's where it gets. Can I say something that's going to piss a lot of people off? I would love nothing more. Max Holloway has been outstruck in four of his last five fights. No way. I mean, Poirier, Volk, Volk, Cater. Or, sorry, the fr- Frankie Edgar's in there. So four of his last six. Three of his last six, sorry. Well, did he get outstruck in both the Volkanovski fights, or was there? Was I mean, there was a Vol- decent amount of, not decent, Clinton. but there was a little bit of wrestling Frank clinch exchange in the first. Wow. The second one was mostly just but then you coming back the in the side, second. Okay, well, okay, but let's look at it this way. You're looking at... Volkanovsky is slowly building a resume to surpass Max as the featherweight goat. And then you're looking at a guy like Dustin Poirier, who. Oh, right, 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 right. Where, Obviously. where, where, when you look at him fight a guy like Brian Ortega, who probably bats the air, and a guy like Calvin, Calvin Cater, Cater, who probably, who probably bats the air, he put on an actual striking clinic. Like you could be taking lessons from him. They should have been taking lessons from him. That's how crazy it was. I agree. And it's why I'm, probably staying away from this one but that is, is curious yeah it's that just, is it just shows yeah. how much the public loves max Holloway. i love max holloway too he's, he's it's the even fucking crazier. man i know it's even crazier we talk a lot about how jose aldo is the oldest 33 year old in the history of planet earth and mcgregor's the oldest 30 max holloway 29 years old what the fuck max <laughs> holloway's been around forever He's been around forever, and he's fought the who's who forever. And you're talking about a guy who technically isn't even really in his prime yet. I mean, prime for the UFC is like 20 the first time he fought Poirier. Crazy, right? Crazy. Volkanovsky, who's really made his name for him after Max, is 33. I mean, we're talking about a guy who ran featherweight for, I mean, forever. And you're talking about the opportunity for him to outlast Volkanovski in the sport and rerun the tables after Volkanovski retires from age. Crazy. He's 29. Just shocks me every time I see it. I know. 
It's really crazy. So you got a guy like that. I feel like the only reason why this line of 700 bumps me out is because you would almost think when a guy drops three of his last four that you might get value on him. You might find, you might get like a, a, a discount on, on the 29 year old that everyone thinks is 40, but you're not. He's minus seven fucking hundred, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just the most popular guy in the sport. So, well, so I guess it's, I, I guess it's as good as time as any to ask Parker where is he, how is he getting value on this fight? Getting value by decision, Max Holloway plus a hundred. No way. You're telling me minus seven hundred is plus a hundred by decision. Max Holloway to win by decision. Dan, am I crazy? Does that seem like the most likely outcome? I don't disagree. I, I mean, the way that I see this playing out in my head is that Yair retires between rounds. Um, but that's possible. I, but even in me saying that, I don't see Max knocking oh, him out shit. cold. So no, me neither. That's what I'm saying. So Reese, back to your question on the parlay here. Yeah. If we include the four, taking out the woman's the woman's fight. Um. So plus four thirty five, two fifteen, three hundred plus a hundred. A hundred of bucks pays out thirteen thousand three hundred and eighty-two. All right, now for real shits, throw the women's fight in there. Let's just see. I mean, if you clear the the table, what do we get? Because that women's fight's as good of a coin flip as I've ever seen. With that nine hundred in there, a hundred and thirty-four thousand seven hundred and twenty. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe we get ourselves a studio. I don't know. And if, if you just take those three fights we talked about before, Max Holloway, um, hundred bucks pays out six thousand six hundred and forty-one. I think I like that a lot. God, oh my God! Prop, we're going prop hunting, boys. I'm excited for that. You riding it as a group? I would consider getting on that. I mean, we could forget putting a hundred. We could put five bucks and buy a studio in Texas. No income tax down here, baby. Chickaham. All right. Well, there you go. We might have just made you guys generational wealth, potentially. We're always trying to. We're all that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. And I guess it's a good if we don't, all of our picks will be available for free the rest of the year. <laughs> there you go. And that's a and, promise. and free Malord shots. And free Malord shots and some free laughs along the way. I think for good luck sending us into the Saturday's card, Parker should do this with a poha to sprinkle the uh, the juice on the, the props. I'm actually excited for this. A little salt bay action. And the Jepson shirt, baby. Let's get it. I get a poha. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.